Well, hey everyone. Welcome to episode 355 of F-Stop, Collaborate and Listen with your host, Matt Payne. This week on the podcast, I am stoked to bring you the very first street and documentary photographer to this podcast, Kamal X. I am a strong believer that cross-pollination across different genres of photography makes us better photographers. So I think that this episode will be quite valuable to all of our listeners. Kamal set out in 2020 to tell the story of the George Floyd protests surrounding the Black Lives Matter movement and what he found as a street photographer surprised him. This week we learn about Kamal's journey as a photographer and how he manages to make compelling street photographs. Before we dive in, I wanted to thank our latest supporters on Patreon, including Matt Newman and Stephen DeRoche. This podcast is completely listener supported, so if you would like to keep it going, please hit pause and go to patreon.com forward slash f-stop and listen or find a link in the show notes. I would be forever grateful to you. Okay, let's get to this week's episode with Kamal X. All right, Kamal, it is awesome to have you on the podcast. Yeah, so, so, so excited. It's been a, a good wait and a great wait because this is uh, something that I was really, I marked on that calendar like, okay, December is going down. So to be here right now and finally be able to connect in a real way, um, I'm just so thankful and excited to be here and share some vibes. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. It's funny when you had first connected with me, I looked at your work on your website and I was like, wow, there's some really awesome images here. So I'm excited to see where we take this. I think you're the very first uh, pure street photographer we've had on the show. So um, I'm kind of out of my element, so it'll be really fun. <laughs> well, you know, I got, I'm happy and excited about that, too. I got to represent for all my peoples out there, street photography, documentary style photography, even though we all are in this together. But we there definitely is differences in the disciplines. It's funny. I just left a friend's um, like engagement party, and they're asking me to take photos I'm like, I'm not that kind of photographer. Like, it's not, you know, they don't understand the differences of the, you know, the different different languages we speak. So, yeah, I'm really happy to be the first of, you know, maybe more, you know. Let's see how I go, yeah. how this goes. Let's see if it goes from there. <laughs> yeah, right on. Well, Kamal, for, for people who aren't familiar with you and your photography, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself? Awesome. Um, and again, thank you for having me. Um, hello, everyone. My name is Kamal X. I am a documentary street street photographer based out of Brooklyn now, like literally just moved into my new place last month. No, last week. Jeez. And I'm super excited because it took eight months to find an apartment back in Brooklyn. The market is crazy. The wow. rent is sky high. I was coming from Texas, which is a much more affordable situation. So <laughs> there was a lot going on. So this has been a long journey. So, you know, I've been here for about a week and this is my first like, you know, serious thing that's happening here. So I'm really excited. So yeah, I'm from, I'm from New Jersey, but now I live in Brooklyn. Brooklyn has kind of been my home for a very long time. I've lived in other places and explored a bit, but Brooklyn, New York in particular is really my favorite place to be. Um, I've been shooting photography for about, wow, it's been Oh, wow. I think it's been eight years now. Ooh, eight, eight years. Um, it kind of creeps up on you. Um, I'm currently single as a dollar bill, as you said, as you as you heard, you know, I just moved to 
uh, Brooklyn. So there's some reason behind the leave from Texas. And, you know, uh-huh. I'm just all into the, you know, you try things out. They don't work out. All love is love, you know, but just you got to keep pushing. You got to keep figuring it out. And I also have it's funny that it all happened because like my book, as you know, Black Astronaut, which came out October 24th. It's been a great vibe, just like experiencing my first major book to be released and like, you know, connecting with so many people, people reaching out to me. It seems to be doing really good. People seem to really be connecting with the work, which is like, as you know, that's the number one thing as artists we want is just to know that what we're saying is getting translated and it's being understood. Um, So that's exciting, too. So it's just been a good I'm in a good space. I'm in a good space. I'm excited. I'm looking forward. I'm in a new home. I'm meeting you for the first time and you're amazing, you know, and we're just going to vibe out, man. Photography is the vibe is my medium. I love it. As I said, eight years and I'm pretty much just really into making moments that move me. I would say if I had to like describe the kind of photographer, documentary style photographer I am, I don't really shoot much that doesn't excite me anymore um, because I find that when I find scenarios or environments or experiences that really move me i find that i show up in a different way versus if i'm mm, just doing it yeah. just to do it it's kind of like it's good to like you know you work on your reflexes get your game together practice so to speak but i find when you know when i'm somewhere where i'm really excited and my you know my curiosity is is vibing out and i'm just ready to go that's kind of where i feel most alive and that's the kind of experiences i try to go towards yeah i love that well there's a lot of parallels there with most of the nature photographers I know, it's just a totally different experience. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, what, what inspired you to take up photography as a medium? Um, I think growing up, so I'm from Newark, New Jersey. I didn't say Newark, so I'm from Newark, New Jersey. Um, so growing up, you know, I had, my parents were amazing. They, they did their best to like, you know, make sure I was, you know, learning, becoming a good, outstanding human being, you know, but we didn't have the opportunity to travel as much as I would have hoped, as much as any family would hope, you know, and I think for me, me and my stepdad, he used to take me to the movies all the time. That was our thing. And I would love to go to see these movies. Like I remember seeing Matrix, like in the movies, for example, you know, so like, you know, these movies kind of showed me that yo there's another world there's people that don't look like me there's places i've never seen before and it just kind of excited my curiosity and imagination at a young age so i think pictures has always meant something to me in terms of just like escaping your reality and, and seeing things that are interesting anyway so i think that's always stayed true like i'm a movie buff before i started getting into photography i was watching movies after movies i've seen everything um so it's just in me and it just makes sense that i picked up the camera and thankfully i did because it was this is all a surprise none of this was like planned i didn't know i was going to become a photographer i didn't know i was going to have a photography book out you know this is such a accepting riding the wave but also accepting you know what your gut is telling you to try something different and it's just a good feeling because i know to see where I'm at today, to even be speaking with you right now, it's like, wow, imagine if I never just picked that camera up, like, where would I be? So yeah. I think it's the curiosity aspect, childhood, movies, the importance of storytelling and making an impact and, and you know, exploring your imagination. Yeah. I love that. What I find in speaking with all these awesome photographers is that one of the most common threads is that 
kind of how we grew up and our upbringing and the experiences that we have as human beings starts to have a heavy influence on the types of photographs that we're drawn to and the types mm -hmm. of images that, that we are um, drawn to start creating. And so I'm curious, what, what is it about your journey as a photographer, as a human being, um, your upbringing, your childhood? How has that impacted your photography journey? Mm, great question. And as I'm, you know, thinking about, you know, my history of photography, it's a lot of levels. Like we're all very layered human beings, right? And if I'm going to be honest, you know, like I said, I'm from North New Jersey. I think my parents tried their best, but it wasn't, you know, there were challenges. There were a lot of issues that, you know, I, I think in a perfect world, they wouldn't have existed, but things happen, you know. Sure. And I think with the challenges of being a young kid, you know, feeling I felt a, a lot of a sense of like, I didn't know where I belonged. Like, you know, why me? Like, why are these things happening? Like, I felt loved, but I also felt very confused at the same time. Like, I remember like in school, school never made sense to me, for example. Like, it never fit. It was always this, <laughs> this job from the beginning. I didn't like it. I did what I had to do, you know, just to not get in trouble. But I really didn't like it. And, you know, it made me start to question myself as if like something's wrong with me. Like, why don't I connect with like the other kids do? Why can't, why is it so much right. harder for me to get good grades versus the other kids? It seemed like they're just, they just coasting, you know? And, <laughs> and I think for me, like I had to find a way to make sense of it. I had to find something to kind of keep me balanced. And I had to find kind of my own world, so to speak. So my imagination and curiosity kind of like, really were the thing that kept me at peace because when I was in controlled environments, it didn't make sense to me. It was very like, why are we doing this? I was very rebellious also. Um, so <laughs> it was just like, you know, like, what is the point? I would just ask, what's the point? Like, where are we going? And I would look at, and there's no judgment. This is a kid, kid's perspective. I'm like, why do I need to listen to you? Like, what are you doing? And where are you at today? That's letting me know I need to follow what you're saying. Cause I'm going to be like you one day. That's how I was thinking back then. And, um, you know, it is what it is. I think it's, it's a gift and a curse, sort of, you know, a little bit where like, I think that rebellious nature is a part of why I think I love art and it kind of, it's like the perfect place for that nature, but right. it also can be like very detrimental if you don't know how to balance that when you're growing up. So I think my journey of finding myself just it like kind of collided in a beautiful way and like art was the the road like it was like okay you're, you're not fitting in you don't necessarily you're not going to become a doctor or a lawyer cool you know so what <laughs> else are you going to do i've done real estate i was a real estate agent for like years i won awards i was like making money and all that stuff and that didn't fit right it was like this doesn't feel right i don't feel a sense of me I feel like I'm just doing the same thing I was doing in school, you know, just doing it to get accepted. So I think just ultimately just realizing I needed to accept myself. And fortunately, as I accepted myself, the camera was there and it all came together. And as I started to take pictures, ironically, it was like as I was developing my voice as a person, not an artist, but as a person, I also was taking pictures along that ride. So there's like this really... Uh, intimate connection with me in telling stories, whether it be from me sharing my growing up situation with movies and stuff with my dad, 
to dealing with the turbulence of childhood at the same time and then becoming a young adult and like, okay, we got to do something, you know, and eight years later, this is where we're at. Yeah. So it sounds like the camera and photography for you has been somewhat of a lens for some introspection to help you kind of understand who you are as a person, but also to help you process things that happened in your life that before the before photography didn't always make sense, but now you're starting to piece things together, and through the photography, you're start, you're starting to be able to tell some of those stories. Yeah, telling stories because a lot of times, man, like you know, you can have some feelings in you that words just aren't enough. Emotions are very deep, man. You go through certain things and you can try to write it down. That helps though, <laughs> but like you can explain it. But like sometimes your words just don't have enough. So. I think the arts for me was just like a place where like it, I didn't have to explain it. I can just do it. You know, you had to work hard, but like I enjoyed that process of working hard because I felt like, okay, as I worked hard, I'm seeing the results and not even based on, Oh, people are liking my photos, but more so I'm enjoying this. This is finally something that makes sense to me. There's no, there's no like, Oh, I got to prove something. I got to And that's honestly one of the things I love about photography is if you put a a photo on a wall and the artist isn't there, it has nothing to do with the artist. It just depends. And the photo was good. The photo was good. There's no like some people care about the politics and all that stuff. But in general, like if it's good, it's good. And to me, that just levels the playing field so much that it was very attractive to me that like, wow, I don't have to sit there and do a speech. I don't have to give you my resume. It's good, you know, if people, I can get people there. Don't, people don't care what you look like. Yeah, it doesn't even, it's just, <laughs> do you make people feel something? And if you're taking something, if you're taking pictures of something that you have a connection with, some vulnerability with or understanding and empathy with, I think it, it lays the, a great opportunity to create something that's really going to move people and move you more importantly, because it's like, you're the one doing it. You should enjoy it too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious. Was there a specific moment or an event that occurred where you had some kind of an epiphany that made you come to these conclusions about photography clicking for you, or was it more of a gradual process? It was a few events that went down. Um, One of them, you know, I have to champion my best friend. So my best friend passed away from cancer about 10 years ago. Um, And I wear this seven hat, actually, because our birthdays, we share a birth. Well, my birthday is March fifth. His birthday was March seventh. So we used to always do birthdays together and stuff like that. So I found these hats that have these sevens on them. So like it's kind of a way of always keeping them with me. And yeah. um, when he passed away ten years ago, that was in the crux of me finding myself too. It was all co-created with the grief and the you know dealing with creating a new not even creating a new identity, just realizing I don't want the one I got. Like, I, this isn't, I can't do this. This can't, this isn't sustainable. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is before me picking up a camera. And um, him transitioning and being my best friend and being a, a creative at that age where he was a designer, fashion designer. And to this day, like, people are still buying his stuff. You know, he really, like, was, he did a lot. He didn't, it isn't even about what he could have done. Like, he did a lot in fashion in his, in his time here. So him being like my beacon, you know, and wanted to connect with his energy, you know, I miss my friends. So what can I do to commemorate or to stay connected? And I was like, I, 
I, I think that's some of the reason why I picked up the camera too, because it was like an artistic way. He's an artist. This is something that actually makes sense to me. I'm not going to make clothes. It's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. So, you know, like, um, but the, um, picking up a camera is like more in my lane, you know, and at that time he was claustrophobic, which is hilarious. If he was the funniest person, you, funniest person I ever met. And so you just imagine a guy that's claustrophobic. Imagine going to clubs in the city and stuff, and you got to take the stairs up 40 flights to get to the rooftop club. This is, it was so funny. But so for him, getting on a plane was an issue. You know, for him, tight spaces and elevators were an issue. So I was always a freedom person traveling. Like I would go to California. I lived in LA, for example. I lived in Atlanta. I lived in Texas. Uh, I lived in Oakland. I live somewhere else, but you know, like Baltimore, there we go. I lived in Baltimore. So he always looked at me like, man, this is amazing. Like, I can't believe you do that, bro. Like I would never, how you get on flights like that? And mind you, we're <laughs> in our, we're like in our twenties. So, you know, this right. is all a brand new world. And so when he transitioned, it was like, for me, what can I do also that would commemorate our vibe? And it was like, okay, I'm going to really travel. Like he thought I was traveling because I was going from to Miami or something. Like let me go to Southeast Asia for forty days and backpack, which I've never done. No one in my family has done it. This is something I only saw on like watching real world, like on MTV, seeing them go places and stuff. That's the only <laughs> thing I knew about traveling. Again, TV growing up, that was right. like showing me another world. So, you know, that trip, that first initial trip to it was Thailand. Cambodia and Laos, I always say it wrong, I think it's Laos or Laos, one of those. And I did that for 40 days and it changed everything. It was hard, very difficult, a big adjustment. It wasn't just this dreamy thing. Um, right, the, you I know, don't get, speak the language. Yeah, don't speak the language. You're dealing with social issues, not just with the people from that place, but because that wasn't really an issue. It was more like the other Americans and Europeans, like getting used to, to that different type of, it's a different speed than where I'm from coming from Newark. So it was challenging, but I learned I had to find my voice again. I needed to stop caring so much about fitting in and doing the right thing to be accepted and just do me. Like you came, you spent all this money, you come here for your bro. That's not, you know, you're, you're commemorating his vibe. Don't get too caught up in who likes you and if it's if it's comfortable or not. And that decision to just do me changed my life because once I started doing me, it actually opened up. I actually started meeting a lot of cool people. I actually started getting more vulnerable conversations and moments. Friends to this day I have from those trips. Um, and so, yeah, I think in terms of the moment of this, the shifts, it was a lot in that pocket of like about eight, between eight to 10 years ago, that was like a very transformative year time period for me with a lot of different emotions and just kind of going into the unknown, which is a big reason why we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about it, but with Black Astronaut, there's a the, the concept of that title is about going into your unknown, which is what I think we all can connect with that in some ways. But I know for me personally, it's always felt like that because I just feel like I never really fit into a lot of things that people told me I should do or it should work. It just never would, you know? Yeah, I mean, what I what what I just took away from all of what you just said is the importance of stop worrying about what other people think about you. Stop worrying about whether or not you fit in or not, but just focusing on what you like, what what connects with you, what what are the things that you're drawn to, and if you focus on that, all the other stuff doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, and the thing is, as simple as 
it is to say that now that is extremely <laughs> hard to do like it you know the the hard stuff is always so simple to say it's like oh to lose 20 pounds you just have to wake up in the morning eat right and work out like yeah it sounds so but it's the hard work that's in part of it and i think um you know that's something that i try to promote with my work well at least now i'm not even gonna say my work but more just as a person you know, just dealing with the honesty of the process, you know, like not lying and making it seem like it's so easy or it's just so natural. Like, you know, it's it's a lot of hard work. And but if you ha that's why I think you just have to find something you truly love. And even that's hard to do because you have to like right. to find something you love. You have to try. You have to fail. You have to go certain routes and be like, oh, this isn't it. And have the heart to be like okay, I'm going to stop now. <laughs> right. I'm going to restart and do a whole new thing. And people are going to look at you like you're crazy. When I was traveling, like I'm talking about travel, and I did over, I did my first book was A Quest Supreme, which was based on that. It started with that trip and it ended up being over 40 countries in five years. And wow, yeah, and over those 40 countries, it kind of was like, no one thought I was doing the right thing. Like my own mom was like, where are you going now? I used to have to lie to her. I would be in Egypt and I would, she would call me and I would be like, yeah, I'm in Miami. <laughs> like, because if I told her, she would go, oh my God, where are you going now? Oh my God. And I would just be like, I don't know where I'm going, but I know that there's something for me if I keep doing this. It's something happening. I feel alive. I don't, I'm trusting myself. I kept trusting everybody else and it didn't work, you know, so I'm finally just going to accept me for me and deal with the, you know, you got to have to shut out that noise. There's so many people trying to tell us what to do. And I think they, I think it's out of love or hoping that you're okay, but that doesn't mean that's your journey. You know, right. someone's love doesn't mean that they're the right, they're, they're giving you the right information. You know, it's still your life. It's still your journey. It's still you are here for a reason. It's for up to you to figure it out, not for someone to tell you, you know. So, yeah, that's that's the it's a lot. Yeah. No, that's amazing. We could take that in like 40 directions. But uh, yes, maybe we could talk a little bit about um, what do you think has been crucial in your ability to find your voice as a photographer? almost not giving a, a I don't want to curse on your show not giving a, <laughs> a, a dang you know like um it's like you know because like so instance so when I got started you know I got started like most photographers putting photos on Instagram social media you know and I had a lot of friends I had a few friends from traveling that were like travel bloggers they were getting paid ads and all that stuff and I'm looking at what they're doing and I'm like oh I need to do that so in the beginning I was trying to be like one of them you know and that never worked out at all and I would take these photos that I didn't have a feeling towards but I was like okay this is what you're supposed to do when you travel you're supposed to take this kind of photo to look like this and then do these hashtags and you're going to become you know not rich but you're going to be able to make money off this and mm. it never worked out and then I just got to a point again, this is again with the beginning, the story I told you earlier of just like, um, I'm just going to, why do I care so much about what other people think? Like my life has always shown me that it's normally the quiet voice. That's the right one. The loud one is normally the one you kind of got to ignore normally in terms of when it comes to crowds of people. And, um, you know, I just started to do me 
and and it was crickets it was like i remember it was hard in the beginning because no one was liking it no one was commenting right. i wasn't getting reposted i'm like what's wrong show, with me you know right show and, me those awesome travel photos yeah, yeah everyone wants to see the other stuff you know and i wasn't <laughs> you know and so um i remember there was a conversation oh i remember his name his name was a great photographer dan milner m-i-l-n-o-r he has a YouTube page, and he said something that changed everything. He was talking on some interview, and he was like, "the the photo the industry of photography is completely separate from social the industry of like social media photography." And it was like they don't coexist, and they have nothing to do with each other. He's like, "Either you want to be a social influencer and do that thing, which is fine." He's like, "No judgment," or you want to go into the industry side. It's a matter of you know, what do you want? And I was trying to go to the industry through social media before. So then once he kind of gave that knowledge, I was like, oh, so I further just pushed it off of social media and started going into different realms and ways of connecting with people. And that's where things really started to to pick up. And it was like, oh, I'm getting real traction now. Like, and I'm really into people. I think this is one of the things about, you know, we talked about the, um, me being the first street photographer. So I'm, you know, I'm yeah, drawn yeah, to yeah. people. Like people right. is the thing that kind of really ignites me, like stories of that nature. So when I was actually able to connect with people with my art, it was like, oh yeah, this is this is doing something. And I find that because of my story and I just told you about, how, you know, finding myself, it's like, it's almost impossible to create photography of other people that's not real. Because it's like, I'm only attracted to stuff that I can connect with and understand. And because I've seen a lot in my life, it's like I can just I, I know the layers to it. You know, like I know like when I did the, the protest and um, after George Floyd and all that went down and, you know, mm -hmm. you're taking those photos and you see a lot of the photography was very similar. You know, it was just like a lot of rage, a lot of throwing stuff and fire and fists up and all that stuff. <laughs> right? You know, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. I have a lot of those photos, but I knew there's more to this story. You have to look to find the voice behind the rage, stay longer or show up earlier. Like I knew like and, and you got to like pay attention and like find these things. And that's finding your voice because it's like, you know what to look for, you know, mm -hmm. and then when you find it, it's like, that's me. That's that's what I that's the lane I go, you know. So those are some of the things that have helped me find my voice is being honest with my own process, who I am and not being afraid to like find that in other people, you know, mm -hmm. like with no that's judgment. Also, that's a big part. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting as you were talking about, you know, oh, you have to do it like this because that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of that in landscape photography, too. You know, mm. I mean, it's like everyone's like, oh, you got to do big wide angle with, you know, mm -hmm. get really close to the subject. And you have <laughs> a bit, you know, it's like very formulaic of what people say you have to, to do in landscape exactly. photography. But what I find is my favorite photographers, they're doing their own thing mm. and you it's it's not any of the formulas it's like you can tell that they're just connecting with the subject they're connecting with the process and they're just trying to express something through their work and it and it comes through um mm. and it and it doesn't look formulaic so i have a yeah. great appreciation for photographers who are able to kind of shed kind mm. of those oh i have to do it like that and kind of explore what 
you know, their own process. I think that's just leads to much more interesting photographs. Definitely. Definitely here. And, and here's the, the interesting thing about that. Cause I agree with that a hundred percent. Like that's what I'm drawn to personally, like breaking the rules, but you, but I think sometimes there's, I think, and this is something I'm so thankful I did like, cause I learned without school, you know? So I kind of picked up a bunch of photography books. I YouTubed it up. And I learned yeah. my own my my way to, to where <laughs> I'm at today. And um I have like over eighty photography books in this place. Like that's pretty all my storage and this cabinets are like the kitchen cabinets have <laughs> photography books in it. Like it's crazy. I don't know what I'm gonna do when I start dating someone. It's gonna be but anyway, there's some photographers that I feel like a lot of them I feel like especially in my age group that are like they don't want to learn the process and like they just want to jump to breaking the rules. They want, you know, they don't even want to learn the, the thing they have to break. They just want to go straight to I'm there. And it's like, oh, you're missing so much of the groundwork that's been laid. But you do. But I think after you learn that, that's when you, you should break it because that's you creating your voice and and kind of stepping out and showing the world. like, OK, this is what I got. But I think one of the mistakes that a lot of creatives in general especially nowadays with with the event of youtube and things because you can get all the information so quickly it's like but taking the time to learn the process right you know i think that's something that that gets missed also it's like both of those things are a part of you know art also yeah well what i love about and by love i mean hate but i <laughs> love about youtube is that like if you don't know the subject yourself mm -hmm. and you're on youtube you know, there's really no way for you to know whether or not that source of information is full of crap or if it's oh, actually yeah. information. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Isn't it funny? Like, when you're, like, learning stuff and then once you, like, have learned it, you go back to some of the information you got, like, oh, that's like, wrong. That was not right. That's BS. Like, there's some people that I still follow and I'm just at a different stage of my artistry now. So, I, and I love them because they help me build my building blocks. But I look at some of the stuff they put out to this day. I'm like, oh, no, that's but maybe it's just not for me. But it's just like, ah, ah man, but we all got to start somewhere, you know, for sure. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's talk more about um, about your photography. What would you say is your core message with your work? I think, um, man, you know, one thing about life that I've learned is that that's important to me is like to to honor the your existence and whatever that means to you like that you know honor realize accept not accept but like just understanding that you are alive that means something you know whatever that means to you is up to you but just doing something that honors that reality um so with my photography i'm always trying to find something that kind of kind of like ignites our curiosities, makes us wander, makes us think about, wow, how did he find that? Like, that's not just the cookie cutter, like, oh, picture, smile face, here you go. It's like, <laughs> I kind of put like a, um, I put depth to, I try to put a lot more depth and thoughtfulness into my photography. There's always some type of story. There's different elements working together. It's normally not very, um, it's rare that I just do something that's very cut and dry and simple. It's, it's, it's very rare. I try to get like dimensional with my photography. And, and the reason for that is one, because I want to work my mind and intellectualize what I'm doing and like really push myself to grow. Um, and I love that challenge, but I also find that, um, also don't want to simplify my work for people to just walk by and go, Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Like I know I want you to sit there and be like, 
Ah, and I think that curiosity and seeing the world in a different way or seeing how you can create a picture and not just take a picture, but create one. I think it creates conversation in people's minds and starts intellectualization about things. And, you know, my hope with that is that it helps people or inspires people to stay curious, to look at the world a little differently, to to remember different type of emotions that we may have blocked off, you know, like especially mm. with black astronaut, like I remember talking to one of, well, this was, I didn't go work with this publisher, but we were in talks about publishing a book and they were saying, I don't know, you know, this is a very, we want to do something more upbeat. You know, this is during 2020 and the pandemic and we don't know if we want to go back there. People are going to be attracted to that story. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yo, um, I respected them for saying that, but I was like, my book isn't just about sadness. It's not all about just what I'm telling my story. It's not just, it's my story. And it's a story that I think deserves to be heard, you know, and I chose not to go with them, you know, and this is, I've never been published before that. So the fact that I had someone interested, I'm like, nah, like that was crazy. I was like, what am I doing? What, is, <laughs> what, what, what are I, you doing? What this is like the thing. <laughs> Every photographer wants to get published and you got someone down and you're like saying, okay, this isn't the right fit. Um, but I just truly believed in what I was doing. And, you know, it's just, it's just important to me to just be true to that because I think, again, some of the stuff I'm saying today, I hope it connects because it's like you really have to when you really are being you and putting your all into something and you're not being apologetic about it or like lying, just being vulnerable, basically, like let it all hang, like put it out there. I think it, it translates differently with people. I, mm. I find it creates a different conversation. And more importantly, it it grows you as an artist because you're surprising yourself. You're seeing, whoa, I did that, you know, and I didn't take any shortcuts. I didn't do the thing that I knew the formula, you know, I chose to go a different route and it, you know, it wasn't easy, but I'd rather go the route that of my pave away than just follow what's already been done. And it's kind of like redundant sometimes, sometimes oh, I, it is. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Well, if we keep talking about Black Astronaut, and I think this is a good time to, like, let's really dig into that. So I know you have this new book called uh, Black Astronaut. Mm -hmm. What was the impetus behind the book and kind of what is the messaging that's woven throughout? Yeah, well, thank you. And I was living, so I was living in uh, Oakland, California when the pandemic hit, you know, and I was extremely afraid. Like, I, well, I'm sure a lot of us were, you know, when COVID hey, came, we happen? weren't, yeah, we didn't know what was going on, lockdowns and all that. And I remember, you know, once George, the George Floyd murder happened, it was like, I had a decision to make. It was like, yo, like you, this is a moment in history. I know you're afraid of the pandemic at that point. I'm, I'm in better shape now, but at that point I wasn't in the greatest shape. I'm six, four. I was a bigger guy. I just, I just felt like, I don't know if I need to be putting myself in harm's way of COVID, you know? Gotcha. And, but I just knew at the same time is like, this moment will never happen again. This person's life isn't here anymore. And the least you can do, since you have this camera, there's so many people that I feel like 
when tragedies happen, there's not much you can do. You can protest, you can send money, but in terms of being able to do something outside of those things, you know, it can feel very like, I don't know, I can't do anything. And it, it sucks to be in that space. So the fact yeah. that I had that, I'm a photographer, I'm like, you actually can do something. And I just like risked it all and just went out there and I started shooting in Oakland and it ended up you know, traveling around America. And once I got over the fear of COVID and just kind of like knew I had to go all in for the story, um, you know, getting on those planes, for example, when it was empty and mask and <laughs> staying in hotels, which was crazy back then. That was like, they had these air purifiers and all this stuff. And it was nuts. And, um, you know, that book spiraled into me just wanting to follow the George Floyd situation and, and see it, the protests in different parts of the country. I think I went to nine states and 13 cities. Um, and even after I was in Minneapolis for the verdict, I was outside the courtroom. Um, I knew even after that, I was like, this isn't it. It's not over. Like, it's not over. There's more happening in America that is needs to be told because I haven't been so many places. I've seen there's different avenues. It's not just Black Lives Matter. There's a vaccine thing. There's a women's thing. There's a American thing. There's there's so many things going on. So I wanted to push myself and really explore all these avenues. Um, and that became and in that process, I started to think about it like, what does an astronaut do? Like an astronaut goes into like these unfamiliar territories where everything around it can, can them could like murder them or hurt them which is how i <laughs> felt about covid not the people covid i felt like was like this air that was going to like destroy me if i got it in my system so and you know having the mask on i had gloves on i had a visor on i was all like you know i was um protected to the tens you know and i felt like i was an astronaut and then one day i was like I'm an astronaut, black astronaut, you know, and it was the perfect title, I feel, because it was a great way to encapsulate what I was, the story in terms of my vision of it. Because I think there's a lot of, you know, books that might come out that's like, you know, America in crisis, America 2020, whatever. And, you know, you know what you're going to get. It's about what someone saw outside. This is a much more personal journey of my own, you know, from from the forward, which is like very personal, me speaking about a near-death experience and how that connects to everything that was going on in 2020. Um, and just going into all those avenues is just was such a, a meaningful journey that would probably be like the thing that for my, one of the things in my life anyway, that will always be true to my, or close to my heart because I just seen so much and did, I held nothing back. And I think it shows in the book, like the, 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 now that I'm actually getting responses from people, people are experiencing the book. It seems that it's doing really well and people is starting a conversation and it's inspiring people, which is the number one thing. Cause that one publisher said, it's going to be dark. And I was like, no, it's going to be real. You know, it's going to be real and people can handle truth, you know, and yeah, life isn't all cupcakes and ice cream. That's what I'm saying, man. You understand. <laughs> so, you know, um, but yeah, it's, it was great. And I just think the concept of being an astronaut, I think we all are put in uncomfortable situations where things don't make sense. We have to kind of create these, invisible suits of armor to kind of go towards our dreams our journeys and do the right thing you know and that's kind of what black astronaut is all about from my personal experience and i lay it out in a way that it becomes about us you know and where we are and how we are our own astronaut in our own right and how we're going towards our dreams and visions or whatever we deem as right 
yeah. So you set off to do this book during COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, you got the George Floyd protests going mm-hmm. on. It sounds like you, you kind of had some ideas of, of where you wanted the book to go or what you wanted one of the, the photographs to do. Mm-hmm. But I'm guessing, though, that throughout that process, there were some unexpected things that happened or you, maybe you learned something about yourself or about America or about the situation you found yourself in. Mm-hmm. What, what surprised you the most through the process of creating the work? Honestly, okay, we're going to be honest here, right? We're going to be honest. Yeah, yeah. The surprise, if you're, if you're using the word surprise, I, I would think the surprise was, and I think it's the thing that motivated me to take pictures of more than just Black Lives Matter and George Floyd. And I, I wanted to see more avenues because I found that the rage that was going on in America that kind of still is going on, I realized that it has different shapes and sizes, so to speak, like it's mm-hmm. different groups. But it's the same core message of like, I'm trying to do what I think is right. Mm. And although I have my perspective of what I think is right and what, you know, what makes sense to me, who am I to tell anyone else that they're, they're more, I'm more right or, you know, I don't, I'm always trying to work from a space of non-judgment. Um, cause everyone deserves a voice. I know I don't want to be judged. So I, tr- I try to give that same courtesy to others. And I think that was the biggest surprise because outside looking in, say me at a, um, what, when I was going to the anti-vax rallies, if I would have went to that maybe before, if you would have just told me I was going to go to that, I would have a certain ideology about what I think I would expect, how it would mm-hmm. feel. You know, if I would enjoy it, if I, it would make sense. And to my surprise, <laughs> right. there was a lot that made sense. There were things that I didn't agree with for sure. But when I was really listening and like talking to people, I'm like, this is very normal. I, I, there's, it's not as out of control as you would CNN or different places were saying, you know, like, and I think that's the, that's the good umbrella for all of it. The surprises, the surprise was, when you go into these places for yourself and you put down the phone, you put down seeing the TV and you actually explore these things, you find out that it's, the story is actually a lot different from what we're being told. Mm-hmm. I think that was the biggest surprise because, again, there were things I disagree with for sure, but there was a lot that I was like, wait a minute, they didn't talk about that. Even when it right. comes to the, the, the protest, you know, you would think that everyone was getting shot and there was fire everywhere. And it was like, no, that wasn't what was happening. You know, there was a lot of peace. And then you would find, you know, some things happen in certain places late, late, late at night. Um, but in general, it was very peaceful. And, you know, so, yeah, you got to find out for yourself. That's the, the thing, I think. And, of course, now with algorithms and, you know, it's 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 a lot oh. harder for people to... I think people are relying more and more on the phone to tell them what reality is. And that's the unfortunate right. part of this whole thing. Like, yeah, I mean, it's sad that, um, the, you know, news outlets are, they're driven by commercial profit. And so, you know, they're going to do whatever it takes to get more eyeballs, which means they're designing content that's designed to emotionally hijack us. Right. And, you know, that's going to lead to emotion, emotion, Um, and that's not always the best thing to lead with. (laughs) I'm telling you, I, listen, I'm 37. 
Yeah, I'm 30. I forget my age. It's weird now. I think I just don't <laughs> want to know anymore. Like, I'm 30. I'm 37. And, um, you know, I can remember a little bit more when, you know, when phones weren't what it was today. And I just look at the, the how the, the social landscape has changed. Like how the conversations, yeah. I can be in any part of the country and it's the same conversations. You know, it's like it used to be more individuality, a lot more d- of a dynamic intellectual landscape i would say and now it seems like things have been so condensed and they're kind of rooted in you know opposition 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 and it's kind of like wow like i don't i don't know how this continues um right because then again when you get into the real world and you kind of get out of that space it's a lot of there's so much more to experience in these things is what i'm trying to say like so you know, it's it's interesting, and and maybe that's an interesting topic for someone to take pictures of one day. I don't know, but like it seems like there's a story <laughs> there, in terms of where we're going as a society. You know, for sure. Yeah. All right, so we mentioned before that you're like the first street photographer on the <laughs> podcast. What, in your mind, makes for a compelling street image? I th- oh man, good question. I like that one. I just sure. think it has to it has to. Br- garnish some type of emotion i think it has to it has to make you invoke something out of you like it it can't just be so robotic where it's like oh the lighting the way the shape some people are really into that i'm like well if i didn't feel anything i mean you're technically amazing don't get it you're a scientist when it comes to this stuff whoever that is that does that type of photo but (laughs) for me you know i'm like i'm looking for it can be a photo when someone is less uh finesse and they just kind of get an emotion that's just raw and real and i'll look at that for 10 20 minutes like wow how did you that's real life i'm looking for real life when i'm seeing photography so it's hard to get that with a camera that's the challenge i think and but so i think that's what makes a good photo when you can kind of find that thing that really evokes emotion and you are kind of like disciplined and dedicated enough to actually get that because it's not easy you can't just go out there and go click got it ready to go like you got to put in time hours days like it's it's a workout that's one of the things that was also a big surprise with me with photography was just how much of a physical sport it is like i didn't know (laughs) once i got like a professional like a pro and all that stuff like and i see how much work you really have to do to do this stuff like your body is you need to be together like it's not it's not a game like you will (laughs) not get that shot (laughs) you will be ready to go home and you gotta have the stamina endurance it's it's a lot so yeah, emotions is a big thing. Like you gotta, you gotta bring some vibes, and then, and on top of that, and, and if you can have some finesse too, like, oh, you didn't just take a picture of somebody and say click. You actually showed me that you were working like three dimensional or something like that. Like you got the background working with this, and there's a conversation right. between that. If you can do that, you got my vote. You got my yeah, vote. It's That's the, it's, yeah, it's interesting because I was talking to a friend of mine. Um, about this the other day about street photography and landscape photography and he had made a comment that I totally agreed with but I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on it Um, Mm -hmm. because um, we were both looking at a a book that just got put out by a landscape photographer that's all street images like he's Mm. like he's like trying on street photography for the first time and um, it was really interesting because in landscape photography there's so much of an emphasis on composition mm. and you know lines and shapes mm. and textures, mm. whereas in street photography, I feel like yeah, lines and shapes and textures those are 
nice. But like really what's more important in street, like it's not so much composition. It's like you have to have a story. Mm. You have to have an emotional impact. Mm. Um, all that other stuff is like nice to have. But if you don't right. have the other things, it's not a good street image. Right. And so it was right. I'm just curious, like, what are your thoughts on that differentiation? Yeah, I, I agree. And um, when it comes to landscape photography, I extremely respect it because I've tried it before and I know how hard it is. <laughs> I know how hard it is. I was like, whoa, this is okay. Like, cause I'm looking at what the good stuff looks like. And I'm like, how do I get, how did they do that? You know, like, so <laughs> I respect it tremendously. And I also agree. I think there's different mediums require different types of like thought processes and you're right. looking for certain things. And it definitely is good to have a little bit of other mediums to bring into the place because if you're doing landscape and you can go into street i'm sure you're going to have an upper hand with knowing composition because you're more into that i would think in terms of well, uh, lands and i would think vice versa as well yeah like if you're yeah you would probably i would like because yeah i would be looking for like how do i get emotion out of this that's the first thing i would be thinking about then i right. would go into like okay so let's get the lines together and stuff like that um (laughs) but yeah yeah, i but i i totally agree i think it's very interesting that 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 they did that um because yeah it's it's a very you know there's also a patience thing that happens i think with lance photography i i I might be wrong but i feel like it's it's a more like like you know you're taking your time you're setting up you're you're trying to find things i i'm thinking i don't know but I know with uh, street for me, it's kind of like you got to be on the move. You know, it's kind of like because right. when it comes, it comes. Like, right. It comes, it comes. You miss it, you missed it. It ain't coming back. You can't, you can't tell them. Hey, could you walk back over here and do that? Yeah, thing no, I, mean, I feel like street and wildlife are kind of similar because, yeah. although yeah. in a lot of wildlife, it's there's a lot of waiting and stuff like that too. But to your point, like you're more focused on like capturing the right moments, mm-hmm. whereas in landscape moment's important but it's much more about form and composition and, mm. and like how do you weave those into creating that story and that emotional impact it's like it's yeah. not it's not always there for the taking like you have to build it definitely what whereas are, um, street photography is like it's there if you're paying attention but it's also gone a second later gone a second later you have to be very quick with it i'm not like yeah, you yeah. know and some and it depends on your skill set too it depends on your skill set and what you're trying to do um, but I also know, like, when I was coming up, you know, a lot of the photographers would say something. I still don't do this to this day. I don't do this, this um, advice. And the advice is you find a spot that has the composition already and you wait oh. for someone to come. I work exact opposite because to <laughs> me, again, if I don't see anybody interesting, I mean, you can find somebody walking by. I mean, that. But they're just walking by. Like, I feel how, like that'd be so so boring. Yeah. It, thank you. Thank you. You said. <laughs> thank, thank, I'm just like because I try. I'm like this doesn't. I feel like I'm just sitting down. This, that's not the point. The point is to, you know. And I think that's the the other fear is like you have to. Which I was thinking about this before we did this podcast. I don't. I'm not a. I'm no one to say what this is or not. I just know that I don't label things as introvert extrovert. I try. Yeah, I yeah. think there's fluidity in it, but sure, sure, I, sure. I I do know that you know some people get a rise out of people and some people get a rise out of nature. I do know that is one of the the things that normally uh, is a thing, and I wonder how much that is connected to 
you know, which if you choose to go more into street photography, documentary style, or if you go into nature landscape, I'm just curious. I don't have an answer for that, but I'm. Oh no, it's it's for sure a big thing. I mean, ninety percent of landscape photographers are introverted. Uh, I would say I'm I'm one of the few rare weirdos that's like extroverted, <laughs> but I also like to be by myself too. Um, so I'm kind of like you said, I'm very fluid in it, but mm-hmm. um, I'm surprised in myself that I haven't gotten more into street photography, but to be fair, I've never really spent a ton of time in places where I feel like interesting street photography would occur. I, that's I've another, always, that's a whole, that's yeah. another part. So that was, gotta, what I, was going I mean, to it's like landscapes. You got to put yourself in the places where those opportunities are going to be um, coming at you. Exactly, because I'm, I'm not going to say what part of Texas I was in, but that part had no street photography vibes. I don't want to talk bad about anybody. I'm just going to say the part of Texas I was in, it wasn't I, the jam. I was like, man, I miss New York. <laughs> I could just go outside and just find something interesting. So, you know, that is yeah. very true. Sometimes your location and the other part is getting over the hump as it relates to introvert, extrovert is like, getting over the hump of being able to talk to people and like, can like actually be like, you know, walking up and saying, Hey man, I take your photo or dealing with someone saying, Hey, did you, you know, just, there's a lot of social parts that go into it that you have to like learn to get comfortable with, especially when you're starting out. But I, you know, I think once you work it, you kind of get to that point of like, it just becomes second nature. Like, yeah. Yeah. So this kind of relates to something we were talking about earlier. Um, but uh, when I was going through your website, there was a, one image in particular that really stood out to me. Mm. Um, it just connected for me a lot and for, on so many levels. But uh, basically, it's an image of a girl. Um, I think she's a white woman. Mm. She's kind of looking at her cell phone down like this, like oblivious mm. to the world around her, right? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, she has means, financial means. Mm. And then in front of her is a mirror that's reflecting an image of a homeless man. Um, Mm. And so like that stark contrast between like this guy and her, they were so different and she's ignoring what's right Mm. in front of her. It was just to me, like it said, there's a lot of messages like in one image. Mm -hmm. So Mm. tell me the story behind that that image and and kind of what drew you to to capture it. See, yeah, the the New York, the New York photo, that's the New York photo. I always call it the New York photo because that was the, that was like my first photo photo ever taken. So that was like, oh, you did art for the first time. (laughs) Um, And uh, so I remember I was in New York. I was just doing street photography that day, just like, you know, exploring. And I ran into that, that guy that's in the photo that's sitting there with that mirror. And I'm just like, what is, what is this gold? I don't understand. Like, is this like, what is happening right now? You know? And I took a few photos of him, but I didn't want to be too, you know, intrusive and I want to be respectful. So I didn't like stay over it too long, but I was just kind of like, it was just such an interesting thing to even look at, not even just take pictures of, but just seeing that, that um, mirror with him there. And then, you know, I, for a quick moment, I did notice the lady that had the Louis Vuitton purse, you know? And I just like took it, not really thinking, much of it in the moment until like I came home and I looked at it and I was like, you know, cause at that point I've, that was again, that was like one of my first photo photography photos, you know? So it was like, I didn't even know what I was looking at. Cause I was like, wait, this is different, but I don't know. Does, right. Something's different. See what I see. I'm I don't, I don't sure what you know, is. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then when I put it out, people were like, yo, that like, that was like the first time people like, they finally did give me some response for something I put online. Um, 
And uh, it went, you know, it's a really important photo because, again, that was me kind of stretching my, you know, my my wings, so to speak, of just like, you know, trying to see how you can create conversation and dialogue with a photo, you know, not just taking photos. I, don't, I forget what photographer said that. I, lo- I think it's Joel Meyerowitz. I think he said this. He says, you know, you either take a photo or you can make a photo, like you can create one. You know, he's like, I'm more into creating photography, not just taking a photo. So I think that was me like kind of taking that information and really like expanding myself. And around that time was the time I started buying books from photographers and finding out about the people before me that was doing this way back in the day that, you know, like that were doing stuff to this day. If you see it, you go like, how did they do that? Right. You know, yeah, and that yeah. kind of really inspired me. Cause like, that's kind of where I, you know, I'm, I try to be truthful to myself, but at the same time, I do want to like, that's like the goal. Like I want to make something where like people are like, yo, how did he, how, what, how did you get that close? How did you, you know? So that, that, photo uh, has a special place in my heart because that's like kind of my the first time I was able to actually do it you know and it took a lot it took a few years probably four years to get to that point I think four or five years to get to that point yeah I love that well how do you stand out as a photographer in such a crowded space I mean everyone's got an iPhone so I have this um photo in black astronaut it's one of my favorites it's of my friend I I nicknamed her punk mega she hates she she's so shy but like her name fits her perfectly um but we did this photo where i kind of because like in my photography i do street photography but i'll also do like a more of a photo shoot kind of vibe where like i'm actually like saying something very like particular um throughout the book also um for narrative and um we did this book this photo where the background she's wearing an astronaut suit and the background says, don't be a slave to the algorithm. And to, you know, that photo means a lot to me. But to my surprise, that's also translated very well with people. That's one of the photos everyone seems to speak on, talk about, bring up. Um, it was actually in a, a art show about a month ago. And it sold like like quickly. I was like, oh, wow. I didn't, you know, that was a surprise. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, that, that um, so don't be a slave to the algorithm. So that goes into, you know, your question. And I, I think the way you do it is you just, you, you, you stand, you choose to not be afraid to stand on your own and make your own way. Whatever that means to you, though, because I have my way, but that doesn't mean that will work for you. But I do know that we're individuals at the end of the day. And although, although like these rules, like we were talking about breaking the rules, rules do matter. They have a place and they're definitely good guidelines. But at the end of the day, that, you know, you have to kind of create your own path, you know, and I think that's the part. And that goes into what we said earlier about like, you know, it's easy to say like, you know, you know, just work hard or just find your voice (laughs) or just be like, these things are very hard to do, you know? So it takes time and lots of failure. But I think, um, today's world seems to be so we're not experiencing life the way I think we are designed to. Um, I think our curiosities are not getting fed the way they, they really need to be. And it kind of, it takes, you know, waking up to that fact and like doing something about it, you know, finding hobbies, finding ways to get out the house, finding ways to get outside of your normal day to day, or even if it's like once every month or whatever you got to do to like kind of find that balance. I think that's something that's important too, because if you're not exploring or living 
yourself like you're not and you're an artist how are you going to stand out if you're not even doing anything different than anybody else like you're you're doing the same old two-step that everyone's doing or maybe let me rephrase that you're doing your same old two-step you're doing what your your normal is and if you're an artist you're always trying to create new things you're trying to you know go beyond your limits i would think you are anyway and to do that it requires you to be an example of that so I think you just choosing to just be honest with yourself and push yourself and really ask yourself, what do I want? What, what moves me? What, what's something bigger than me that scares the hell out of me? Like, what's something that's really going to put me in this position where like, how am I going to do that? You know, and like, write it down, put it on a piece of paper, put it on a vision board, put it on your refrigerator notes, whatever you got to do, like, just like make it a real thing and hold yourself accountable. And I'm, and I just truly believe this because it's been my experience. It's like, I think we give, we, we don't give ourselves enough credit for what we're capable of, you know? And we kind of like think like the worst is going to happen. No one's going to pay attention. Why me? And it's like, why not you? Like, you know what I mean? People talk themselves out of doing things like, right. you know what I mean? You just showing up is already putting you up there believe it or not you know so if you just show up and then actually like go hard at it and figure out whatever that means to you i think the world opens up for you like one way or another it might not go the way you want it to go but it will you will find your path like that's been my journey you know just continuously staying steadfast and finding things that i care about because the thing is when you don't care about it you're not moved you know and you're just doing it because you're supposed to do it and then you're not going to make anything that I think is going to be special to you because you're not you're not caring about it and you're wanting other people to see you as somebody and it's like you don't even care about it that much. You know, you care more about telling people you're a photographer. You care more about looking like a photographer versus just being what you are. These are things I had to learn. So this is like I'm not pointing any fingers. I'm just I had to learn the difference between doing the work versus seeming like you are doing the work. And they don't you know, it's two different things. You know, one's an image, one's uh, you're doing it. And you might have to be solo for a while. You know, you might have to be in your dark room. But that's the process. You know, so, it's so interesting that's my take on that. to hear a street photographer say these words because I, I hope a lot of landscape photographers are hearing what you have to say because there's a lot of what you just described in the landscape photography space where people are kind of doing, you know, what they think they're supposed to be doing and they're kind of mm. copying what other people are doing and hopefully, mm. like, uh, they'll get right. noticed. But it's like, if you really right. want to be noticed, you kind of got to do something that's a little bit different that's you, right? And right. I'm not right. I'm not going to be able to tell you what that is. Only you can do that. Right. But, you know, right. if, if, it's, if it's you, it's going to come out. If it's just... If it's right. other people's stuff, it's it's going to show. Right. And it's going to be real weird when people ask you a bunch of questions and you don't <laughs> answer. Like, it's like, um, that was the one thing, like, when I was getting, having meetings, even today, like, if I have, like, a somebody trying to do some type of contract or something, like, I remember how uncomfortable I would feel in college, for example. Like, when I didn't understand the subject matter, I'm just like, when you put me on a spot, I'm just like, I, 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 you know, ver even certain parts of real estate, I wasn't comfortable with it. And it was just so uncomfortable. Whereas, because I know this is who I am, 
This is what I care about. This is me being honest about me. There's nothing you can ask me that's going to make me uncomfortable. There's nothing. There's no room I can go into and sit there and be like, oh, no, and shrink. It's like, no, this is what you this is you. This is this is authentically you. There's not. This is your time. You worked for this. You did the steps. This is the part. This is the easy part. The hard part is that building block. Right. This it should this should be the easy part. And I think people, you know, sometimes don't understand that. Maybe because they're not finding that out. Maybe because they think it's a quotation and not learning the work of it all. I don't know. But I had to quickly I'm thankful that I've had other photographers and individuals in my life and podcasts and just people I look up to that have kind of were honest about the process. And I'm like, okay, so it is possible. You just have to be willing to apply yourself and just be unapologetic. Not unap- I don't like that word right for this. It's not unapologetic. It's just more like, just stop caring so much right. and just go for what you want to stop thinking about the result and just do what you like. Absolutely. Like just do that and see what comes. You'd be surprised. I agree. I'm sure we all can relate. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I got a couple more questions yeah. for you, Kamal. Um, mm-hmm. I noticed that you have a podcast of your own called mm-hmm. A Quest Supreme. You haven't updated it in a while. I was yeah, curious yeah. what the goal for the show was and if you have any plans <laughs> to resurrect it. Yeah. So what happened that that was birthed in the pandemic um, <laughs> when I dropped my <laughs> when I dropped my first uh, when I put out this quest supreme a quest supreme which is my first photography book with the, the traveling across the world um, finding peace with my lost friend that's kind of the the whole that's what that book is and um, I did that podcast to like kind of like be a, a part of that like they're like okay. correlated. Yeah kind of thing you know and once you know things got picked up or started picking up with me with taking photography for 2020 and on you know i just didn't have the time i was also on the road a lot it just kind of like veered away and i think the process no i don't think i know like i always knew that quest supreme was going to be more about the book and not an ongoing forever show so the good news is, is that with Black Astronaut out, I'm revamping a new podcast for Black Astronaut. It's going to be called Black Astronaut Radio. I probably shouldn't have said that. Anyway, you know, I can. You're the first to find out. All okay? right. Um, Black Astronaut Radio, which will be starting really soon. And this will actually be video along with the audio that I'm, you know, now that I finally got a home. You know, this has been a part of the process <laughs> right? to having my own space. Um, so I can like record again because I'm really, really excited to talk more about, you know, what black astronaut means to me and how I think it, it connects to all of us in different ways and mm. have interesting conversations as to what it means to be, you know, going into your unknown, mm. whatever that looks like. I think there's a lot of interesting dialogue that can go into that space. So that's what's coming next. So I'll, and I think that's just going to be my thing. Whenever I put like a project out, I think I'm going to do like a 10 to 12 episode series on that that's a good and idea. call it and then i can get back to because i know my personality i can't keep it rolling gotcha. it's just not the way i'm set up so <laughs> um 12 and out you know that's kind of so yeah i'm gearing up for the new podcast and i can't wait to to share that um and i'm sure you'll have like links for people yeah. to connect with me and all that stuff so for they'll sure. know how to check me out and be a part of well and now yeah. that you've said it you have to do it Oh yeah, what's oh, happening? Oh, trust me, the vi- man. It's it's such a thing. Like I got the video stuff. I got the lighting. 
I'm I'm saving up to get a third camera actually because I'm really trying to push the production. Um, I'm I'm going into I think the next thing for me. I have a new project that I am working on now, but I think um, I'm I don't think I know I'm going to be doing a short film. I want to get oh, into nice. film, so I'm transitioning into a different a new space, you know. And so this is actually kind of like coupled with it a little bit just taking video more seriously yeah so this is like you know really pushing it and seeing what i can do so a little bit of training wheels action before we get into the real i was gonna say the real that's real. a huge learning curve right there oh it's it's gonna be you know but my first love was movies you yeah, know totally. so it's, a lot of times i wonder like you know I, I feel like this is just a natural uh progression like there it just seems like like sort of like in my books, like I love street photography documentary style, but I'll always do like these like my photo shoots within them. I always have this narrative and I really enjoy narrative and actually just saying exactly what I want you to, you know, I want to tell a story the way I want to tell it also. So I, I think that and in getting into film that will kind of give me that, you know, the writing aspect of it, the. The, the storytelling aspect, I think it will really be kind of cool. So I want to, that's like my new goal for the next year. I like it. short film within a year. We're going to see how, how that goes. See how that goes. I love it. Yeah. All right. One yeah. more question. Who do you recommend our listeners learn more about? Who's someone that we should have on the show? Ooh. Oh, on the show. That's like alive. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking because when I first hear that, I'm thinking of like all the OGs that may not be here anymore that I like look up to. Um, someone. Oh man, there's a few good ones. You had um, you had um, sent me uh, Luisana Tejada. Yeah, Luisana. She's really cool. Luisana is the homie. Um, she's from Brooklyn. Um, she and I, she was a photographer before I really, when I first kind of got into it, we were in this part of some um, photography group chat and she was a great help with like helping me with like doing photo shoots in the beginning. Cause I didn't have anybody to do photo shoots. And she's like a professional. I remember the first time, the second time I met her, she actually had a show. Like she had like her stuff up and I was like, whoa, <laughs> like, okay. one day, one day, you know, like, I'm like, what would it be like to have a show? You know, like, <laughs> so we're really good friends. She's an amazing photographer. She seems to, I don't want to explain her, but she definitely gets into yoga. She's, she's into yoga now. So she's a lot of her photography is geared towards that. Um, and there's another photographer that I'm thinking about that is a great inspiration to me that I really like him. I hope I, he's in Brooklyn too. I really hope to meet him. I feel like I will. Um, his name's Andre Wagner. Um, I really appreciate his work. Um, I think we're like kind of the same age. Um, he ha he does his own, like we're not the same photographer at all, but like he definitely does black and white. He does film. Um, and whenever I see the stuff that he's doing, it's always a great inspiration. So I would definitely, um, and you know, suggest people check his stuff out too. Um, I got to see his work. He just had a um, exhibit at the, Gordon Parks Foundation Gallery in like upstate New York. I feel like that's where that was. It was like a it was like an hour drive from Brooklyn. I know that, and it's going north. So I don't know what part that's called, but um, it was there. It was nice. It was cool. It was great. And he's a really good um, documentary style photographer. I think that everyone should, you know, get to know. He's a great uh, person to check out. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, Kamal, this has been super fun. I love learning about your journey, <laughs> about the book. Um, where can people learn more about you, the book, and your photography? 
Yeah, the, the best place, you know, my website is www.iamkamalx.com, spelled, you know, I am and K-A-M-A-L-X.com. My um, Instagram is a great way to connect with me, too. Um, you know, I am Kamal X is my Instagram. Keep it keep pretty it simple. simple. Yeah. <laughs> uh, keep it real simple. You know, um, you go to my website, you can send me an email. You go to my Instagram, you can DM me. We can, I'm all about the community and working together and connecting because it really does take a village. Um, I know me starting out with photography, a lot of it was sending messages to other photographers, asking questions, getting information. And the people that were nice enough to give me feedback and help, man, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that. So I'm definitely um, a big advocate for connecting with other photographers and creatives and just being supportive and just being open and honest. And for my book, Black Astronaut, it's currently available on several platforms, but Amazon is like the easiest. Everyone has Amazon. If you go to Amazon, just type in Black Astronaut, Kamal X, it pops up. My book has a big, it's a big yellow X, and I'm on the front. So you can't miss it. Um, I designed it that way purposely. <laughs> so, no, but it's a cool book, and I really... Um, any support really means the world. Like it's been a hell of a journey to get to this point. I'm so thankful. I just found out the book is actually in the bookstore at the um, Smithsonian in DC, oh, cool. which is crazy. Yeah, like I, awesome. that kind of blew my mind. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, thank you. And they're, they're saying it's selling well too. I'm like, what? I'm like losing my mind. So I'm just so thankful for all of this and connecting with you being here. Amazing conversation. Very thought provoking too. And just the different mediums and awesome questioning and yeah, yeah, man, I'm just here and I, I hope to continue to stay connected with you. And this was a great, great, great moment. And I'm just happy to share it with you. Well, thank you to Kamal for the great conversation on the podcast this week. I encourage everyone to support Kamal by buying a copy of his book, Black Astronaut, which you can find a link to in the show notes. We have a lot of great guests coming up, including Tony Sweet, Mark Davis, Mike DiMiola, and Tim Jeffreyon. Thank you all for your ongoing support of the show on Patreon. I can't thank you enough. Cheers. That's all for now. Thanks for stopping in, collaborating with us, and listening. See you next week.